episode 479. Welcome back, friends. I recently have been thinking more about concept of risk versus reward. When facing decisions in my daily life, I've noticed that my tendency often is to go for the lowest risk and the highest reward, at least as I judge it prior to the action. Low risk is usually something I know and have done multiple times. I take the same way to work, even if there's traffic, because the one time I veered off to take the side streets, I couldn't get back on the freeway because of all the extra traffic on the side roads. So in my mind, the lowest risk action is also the highest reward. But then I reflect on my outdoor adventures, like climbing or hiking. Prior to my trips, I hardly ever know what awaits me because it's always a new area or a route or path that we take. I pack my stuff not knowing if I have everything I will need. I make plans not knowing if they will actually come to fruition due to so many unknowns. I start the day not knowing what awaits me and how it will end. I simply go for it, hoping for the best and giving my best. And at the end of such a day or trip, I feel amazing. The reward is the accomplishment of an unknown mission. It's an indescribable feeling, not comparable to much else in my life. We all assess risk and reward on a daily basis, whether we notice it or not. The amygdala is the part of the brain that does the job for us. It sits right above the brainstem, and it's what's called in the medial temporal lobe. The amygdala possesses our base emotions that come from sensory inputs like anger, avoidance, defensiveness, and fear. When we see, hear, or feel something that's a potential danger, the amygdala reacts immediately. It pumps adrenaline and other hormones into our bloodstream, triggering the fight-or-flight response, causing an increased heart rate, increased muscle tension, and sometimes sweaty palms. When was the last time you had sweaty palms? Climbers carry chalk with them to keep sweaty hands under control because those slip on rock. I also carry chalk, but I rarely use it, at least not when I'm outdoors. Only when I'm very scared of the route ahead of me or when I am leading. We all have different bodily reactions to risky situations. My heart usually responds first by beating pretty fast. When my hands get wet... I know that I am now really scared because it just occurs so rarely. But I also know that I am the one that is scaring myself. The more I think about how scary the route will be, the more scared I get. Some scary things are not really as risky as they seem, but we make them so. I noticed this after the climbs that I treaded. I realize every time after I venture outside of my comfort zone. And as we move through the things that scare us and see that it wasn't as bad as we thought, we increase our tolerance for risk. After a year of mountain climbing, including hiking up and down scary terrain, nature doesn't scare me as much anymore as it used to. In fact, I just said yes to a backpacking trip I was invited to, something that seemed scary and highly uncomfortable to me only a few months ago. And this is when the equation of risk versus reward has begun to formulate in my mind. 
Somehow, we assume the reward is greater with a lower risk because we know the outcome. Yet I have found that the rewards are actually greater and better when the risk is higher. While we cannot predict the outcome, when we take the risk, we also cannot predict the reward. And I realize that the unknown reward is a much better one than the predictable one because it surprises us, because it's something we may have never even considered, because it came as a result of us taking a chance. You see, I think most of us make decisions based on the lowest risk and the highest reward. But we don't look at the correct reward, because the reward awaiting us after the risk is taken is often a surprise. Let's take relationships. I can speak from experience here. So you say yes to the millionth time to the guy or gal that hurt you every time you said yes before. Why? Because it's less risky in the moment to say yes. You know what to expect, even if it's not positive. Change is always risky because we don't know what will come. Saying no for the first time is hard, but the more we practice it, the better we get. It's hard to say no when we don't know what will come next. But every time we say yes to the short-term reward, like a few moments of fun and pleasure, we forego the unknown long-term benefit, like peace and the possibility of a new and better relationship. Here's another example, and this one is from John Mayer. He talked about his decision to go sober in 2017 on Twitter. He said... If you look at drinking the way you look at anything else, which is risk versus reward, what I am giving up, what I am getting, drinking has some of the worst odds that ever existed. Six days into my last hangover, I had a conversation with myself. I looked out the window and I went, okay, John, what percentage of your potential would you like to have? Because if you say you'd like 60%, and you'd like to spend the other 40% having fun, that's fine. There's no wrong answer. So what is it? And I went 100. I imagine giving up drinking is not easy. There is probably no long-term reward at all for people that are addicted. But I am sure you can see that there is actually a huge one. It lasts longer than a few hours of buzz. It, be equal, it equals to a healthier and happier life. But in the moment of decision-making, the long-term reward doesn't appear to be there at all. We only see what we know. Everything else is unknown and potentially painful. And our brain is conditioned to stay away from pain because thousands of years ago, we actually faced life-threatening pain. Today's pain is not the same anymore. Saying no to cake doesn't compare to running from a tiger. Yet to us, it still feels the same. Except when I look at my sweaty hands example, I know that there are degrees of pain. And when my life really appears to be in danger, I know it. It feels different than an empty stomach that's trying to resist food because I decided to fast. Here's the thing. Before we go for the quick and familiar reward, we need to spend more time thinking about the potential reward. 
Ask yourself the same question that John Mayer asked. What percentage of potential would you like to have? The next time the guy or the wine bottle or the ice cream calls your name, write out your risk. Write out your risk-reward equation. Weigh your rewards and then compare your risks. Here is a way to look at the reward equation. Reward equals short-term benefits of feeling good minus long-term benefits of feeling bad. Let's say you feel bad for a day after eating that cake or seeing that guy and you feel good for one hour after the guy or the cake. One hour minus 24 hours equals negative 23 hours. The reward is negative overall because the energy spent on hoping, waiting, wondering, regretting, maybe fighting, outweighs the few moments you actually enjoyed. 23 hours wasted. Only one hour of pleasure gained. On the other hand, the risk equation looks like this. Risk equals short-term risk of feeling bad minus long-term risk of getting a much better outcome than the current one. Let's say you say no to the guy or the cake and you feel bad for an hour. Maybe you regret your decision. Maybe you're thinking about the cake, crying that you miss the guy or the cake. And then you go out with your friends for dinner instead and you meet someone new and better that turns into a relationship that lasts for years. And you have a smoothie for dessert. Again, we get a huge negative number. But this time, it's the risk that is completely minimized by enduring a few moments of pain. The risk we thought is so huge is actually negative, meaning it is overshadowed by the rewards that follow it. This is how weighing risks and rewards make sense to me. If it helps you, write out the risks and your rewards. For short-term pleasure, there are usually not that many rewards other than a few moments that pass and are forgotten quickly. But the potential reward that awaits you after taking a small risk are endless. Let your imagination play. Before my divorce, I had no idea of the life that I could be living and that I'm living now. Climbing, speaking, podcasting, and all the wonderful people I have met. My wildest imagination couldn't have cooked this up. And yet here I am. As I was going through my divorce, there were days that were so dark I could barely see the sun outside. I imagined that my life was doomed for the remainder of my days. I will never meet anyone else. I will not have any friends. My future will be dark. Risk versus reward. With risk, there is potential. Your potential. Now it's just a question of what percentage of your potential would you like to have? I encourage you, have that candid conversation with yourself and decide how much of your potential you want. And that answer will determine which equation that you will go with. Much love, my friends. 